Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All righty, folks. Mr. Curiosity, Joe Snedeker has arrived, and I have a special guest that we all know, love, and miss, and I'm not going to tell you who it is. Ah, just kidding. It's, I got her laughing already. Sharla McBride has arrived, courtesy of Zoom from Big Shot DC. Wow. I mean, what's going on? Hi, how are you? It's so good to see your face this morning. So we have to be honest with the people. What happened in the previous 15 minutes? Do you want to tell them? <laughs> so Joe and I claim to be Zoom experts, but we clearly have our issues. It took us 15 minutes to figure out how to log on to this. And in all honesty, we didn't figure it out. I know. Our lovely engineer, Stu Wilson, did. Yeah, but you know what? There's always, Zoom is great, but at the same time, it's annoying. You want to punch your screen, but uh, hey, it's happening now. <laughs> So, Charlotte McBride, first I want to say uh, uh, we miss you here at WNEP. You know that, right? I miss you guys. I really do. And a lot of people think, and you know this in our business, they think because we worked at the same place, even when you were here, that we're like, oh, we're such good friends. We see each other all the time. I was the morning guy. You were the evening girl. I never saw you. You never saw, unless that one day where I had to come in early and we could just cross paths, like ships crossing in the night. Right. And because, and well, before I even go any farther, uh, whenever I say something uncomfortable for you, say, get the bell out, Joan, I'll go like this. <laughs> because I have to bell a lot with people. <laughs> uh, occasionally, because I don't know. I don't know limits. You know, that's my problem. But no, no. here's why I brought that up immediately before we begin is because mm -hmm. All my friends, when did you start here at WNEP? I started April of 2008. Eight. Okay. So all of my friends for all of those years from 2008 till nine. Oh my God, Charlotte, she's so hot. Tell me about her. That's all I would have to deal with. And I'd be like, I barely know. I never see her. Leave me alone. All right. So this is what I have to go through. In life. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so before. So before we answer some of the uh, nice uh, messages from your 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 people here in Northeastern PA, we have to go through your past because you got our connection, the people of Northeastern PA and me began with you in 2008. But let's go way back. And I know how you ladies are. Are you even going to tell us when you were born or are you just going to give us a, uh, a round? Sure. Number? You know what? I could do the whole. Why don't you guess my age, Joe? <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, no, I'll be 37 this year. Whoa. So, yeah. so I'm getting up there. No, no. To me, uh, that that's still, of course, that, that's like as a 55-year-old guy, you see me as grandpa. To me, 37 is like prime time, baby. I mean, that's when it's- Hey, like, prime time. That's right. <laughs> So you're a Texas girl, though. G give me that scenario. Right. Yeah. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas, which when I grew up, it was not the big city that it is now. It's grown so much. It's almost doubled in size since when I was in high school. So it's a lovely place. My parents are still there. So I go back and visit them. And um, it's a beautiful, a beautiful spot. But then I went to school at the University of Georgia, as you know, and as everyone in my life knows, because I talk about the Bulldogs all the time. I bleed red and black. My parents still have season tickets. 
I'm going back to a game this year, and I'm so excited because I missed last year. You know me, college football season with the Georgia Bulldogs and SEC football is like my happy place. We're gonna and I can be a whole different person. I might seem real nice, but you put me on my game. And <clears throat> You're dark and evil like all women. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, but here's what I need to know about what you started with. You're born in Texas. Now, with with trying to be semi-politically correct, you know that the the – the reputation of Texas. And I know the reputation of Austin, which is like an island of liberalism in Texas. Right, right, right. So, so is Texas where the way you were born up, brought up and born, is it, is it, leave me alone, don't regulate me, I'm bigger, I'm better, I'm arrogant. Is, is that acceptable for you? Is that? Well- the bigger and better was always kind of like kind of like a joke growing up. You know what it was like? We're bigger and better. Everything's bigger and better in Texas. Yeah. I mean, growing up, we a lot we have a lot of state pride. We love our state, and there's a lot that the state offers. So I think that for for us, it's more of like we can find so many things right here in Texas because there's so many like Houston and Dallas and San Antonio, and even on the coast, there's so many different things that you can. I don't know. You can yeah, do. I- football game so yeah it was more of like it's so big and it takes you seven hours to get out of the state if you're driving <laughs> so i think it was like we just don't leave because it takes us forever to <laughs> yeah but we, we you, you glow red in texas but yet austin were you brought up with a little bit more of a liberal edge or no you didn't feel that uh no i mean uh my for anybody that knows uh, my dad was um worked for the Republican party for a long time. Oh, a- whoa, okay. So we're not getting political, but I didn't know that you're entrenched. Yeah. In it then. Okay. Oh, yeah. My dad, um, ran several presidential campaigns, um, back in the day. Um, so yeah, Reagan and, uh, the first Bush. So yeah, he's kind of been, um, in politics since day one. That's when they moved from Georgia to Texas in 1976. Um, cause Texas was primarily a Democrat state actually. And, um, they were looking for, some more um, Republicans to kind of run. So my dad working for the Republican party at the time, oh. um, moved to Texas and, um, and yeah, but they, he retired a while ago. And so now he, we just like stay out of it. So my more like growing up, it was more of staying out of the politics scene, you know, cause it was always so like, it can be so stressful. Um, right. So definitely since he retired, it's, Hey, let's just stay out of the politics talk and enjoy life. <laughs> So is your, your, I didn't know that first part of what you said. Your dad is really a Georgia guy? Yes, both of my parents. Yeah, born and raised. My mom's from Atlanta. Oh, I did. My dad's from a place called St. Clemens Island. Well, is that why then later in life you decided to go to Georgia for college? Was that a part of it? Of course. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay, I gotcha. All right. So when you were being brought up in Texas, did your dad always say like, oh, I miss Georgia or Uh, yeah, they have a Georgia room in their house. And I say Georgia room, it is completely painted red and black. It looks like the world's best, like tailgating room. He watches it. He watches the games there. It is like. He has saved every single ticket from every single game he's gone to for 45 <laughs> years. And that covers an entire wall. I mean, it is, it, it's a piece of artwork, that room. So yes, we even had a bulldog named Herschel Walker. So yeah, <laughs> we were like the diehard Georgia family right in the heart of Austin. 
Oh, I see. So that uh, that's where the, the 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 guts and the roots of this whole family really is. Yeah. Georgia. You were just like placed. You were dropped like a package. Your whole family in Texas. Right. So does, is your dad? That's what he did for a living. He was like a political. Uh, yeah, a political consultant. Um, he ran campaigns. He was a campaign manager, um, lobbyist as well. So and how, yeah. And how about your mom? Um, she is the public relations and marketing director for the Austin Convention Center. She still does it because she loves it. Um, it's the biggest building in Austin. They have a lot of events there, car shows, things like that. So she is the, um, the PR director. Okay, so now you're brought up uh, imports, and is it is it you or are there siblings who who's who's being born up in this uh, new? I employment? have a uh, younger brother. Um, I I would always say little brother, but he's like six two. And I'm five two, so clearly he's not smaller than me. Yeah. Um, but he is married to my lovely sister-in-law, Kristen. Um, he's an engineer. She's a dentist, and they have two fabulous babies, and they live in San Antonio. And I Facetime with them every day. <laughs> my little niece and nephew. So yeah. So did did you mother him growing up? Because any boy with an older sister. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh, I definitely did. I used to like we have all of our pictures. I used to walk around and just like hold him by his neck. And just, like, <laughs> my mom was like, "You can't do that." I was like, "He's my baby doll." He had no choice. I would like smother him with kisses. I would just like pinch him all the time. We're only two years apart. Um, well, but two years is a lot. Yeah, when he, he was smaller than me though until he hit his growth spurt. We like when I graduated high school, we were the same height, uh, and then he foot. So yeah, I came back from college and was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> now I can't pinch him all the time. So when you were in high school pinching your brother, did you know uh, <laughs> you wanted a career in sports broadcasting or or journalism? Yeah, oh no, you knew all. I, knew, I was twelve years old. I re I really remember the exact like moment. I was 12 years old. I was watching a Georgia football game on a Saturday with my okay. dad. Um, and they kept going to the sideline reporter and they kept talking about the game. And then they would interview the coaches at halftime. And I started asking my dad, wait, what is that? Is that a job? What is that job? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a sideline reporter. It's a journalist. They have. So then I started watching the pre and post game show the next week. And I was like, this is really interesting. I love this. Um and then I started like looking it up. And then I remember coming down the stairs and telling my parents, yep, that's what I'm going to do. I'm great at talking. I love sports. Let's put the two together. And then I always loved writing as well. And I always loved storytelling. My dad's a great storyteller. Um, so, and, and speaker and public speaker. So kind of mixed all of those things together. And then I was like, let's find sports broadcasting. And my mom and dad were like, well, you know, a great school for that. <laughs> so <laughs> they're trying to get you back to Georgia. And then uh, Georgia does, in all honesty, have a top five journalism schools. They have a great program that I learned so much. I probably could never even be where I am today without, without going there. So, so yeah, it really, all the, all the roads collided. Yeah, but when you go to college 500 miles away, um, right. is it is it is it lonely? Did you cry at first? Is it like, oh, my God, I miss my people in Texas? Like, how did that all work? You know, I was always set on going. So I think my whole senior year, I was kind of preparing to, like, to leave in a way. Yeah. Um, I think I remember crying, like, right when my mom dropped me off and, like, left. But then um, you're at this big new campus and I just was so excited to meet new friends. And I remember just going up and down my hallway in my dorm room and knocking on doors and be like, hi, I'm Charla. I'm from Texas. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll just meet anybody. So I felt like, you know, I was able to meet friends um, 
pretty quickly and we're all in the same boat. And I'm, I'm telling my stepdaughter this now as she embarks on this journey that, you know, cause she's scared and it's like, Oh, are you going to meet people? And I say, everyone's in the same boat. You walk into that first class freshman year and you're all new. So it wasn't too, too difficult. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. And I'm sure uh, you were like the uh, hot chick on campus, right? That made it easier. Oh, I mean, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> look at her, look at her doing the hair oh, thing. I love yeah. it. <laughs> No, I will say this, Joe. We had the best meal plan at Georgia. I mean, it was one of those all you can eat, all hours of the day. The food was phenomenal. And right by the door in the dining hall that was closest to me were these freshly baked chocolate chip cookies that they would put out all the time. Now, in high school, I did a lot of gymnastics. I was very active. I played sports. You know, then you go to college. I wasn't necessarily doing that, but I was eating those cookies every single day did you know what i did i did gain i gained like the freshman 10 oh. it wasn't a proud moment for me so i came home and my dad said something he was like oh you look a little puffy i was like oh. <laughs> puffy is the good <laughs> I'm like what and i was and then i i stepped on the scale for the first time i never stepped on the scale when i like my first semester of college yeah and i was yeah. like oh charlotte you gotta get it together and my mom was like well what do you think it is i go oh no i know it's literally the cookies every day. She's like, well, how many would you say you have? I go, five. She's like, you have five cookies. And <laughs> so I come back on that. We got back to normal. You know, the puffiness went down. No more cookies. Yeah. But are these the kind of parents that were like, if you did blow out, uh, would they? Would oh, they no, they don't care. They love <laughs> okay. I was going to say, they got to love you know, me anyway. Right? They knew me and they knew that I was just like, active. you know me, like I'm a petite, active person. Yes. Yes. You're right. You got that like, energy. What's going on? That's one thing we have in common. We have the uh, nervous energy constantly working on our side, right? Right. We're always just going. I always say I'd rather be busy than bored. So I can't really sit still and just eat potato chips. It's not like my thing. I think like me, when you're, when you're bored is when you're, when you're inactive or I'm never bored, but if you get that, like, what am I going to, I have nothing to do for the next three hours. Isn't that stressful? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, last night, I actually had some free time. So I was just flipping two channels, came across a lovely Hallmark movie and checked that off. My Alan Gallo and I love our, our Hallmark movies. Um, so yeah, I, but I was sitting there, but then I couldn't even watch it without like getting back on my phone and going on Twitter and finding out what's going on. I, I know. Free time <laughs> is stressful. I know. I'm with you on that. <laughs> so you, 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 are you a great student when you're at, uh, when you're, when you're doing your thing and you're a Georgia bulldog and everything's great? It's and, uh, a really good, I mean, there's always people, there's, there's, um, but I think I did my best. I think I was all right. I don't remember my, I think I graduated with like a three. GPA. That's excellent. I mean, it was okay. It was, I always say college is hard. There were some classes that you know they always make you take those classes that you know you were never going to have to do for the rest. Physics. Ah, now wait, now you're interesting to me. This is interesting <laughs> to me. For you, for me, it was a nightmare. So physics and statistics, I was like, I am never gonna have to do this. And it just my brain doesn't work that way. Now give me any kind of journalism, writing, history class. I'm like all there. But those early classes when I had to take physics and stuff, I just thought, all right, this is the end of my life. I just well, that's that. why all of us humans are so different. Tom Williams wants to say hello. He's coming in. Tom Williams! Oh, Tommy, baby, we're doing a live podcast. Come on, you had to show yourself I right here just for a second. There must be something. Tom is coming in, and he wants to ask you something about your life now before we get into the guts. Oh, of that's it. I think you just put him on the spot. 
Inshallah. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah. Talk. So we, we, before we get to the questions later, there must be something you're wondering. Well, about. I want to know if Charlotte enjoys doing sports again rather than news. I know I you do, do both. I was going to get to that later, but yeah, give it to him. Yeah. No, I do. I do. You guys know, like, I, I, I light up when I get to, to cover sports, and Washington clearly has a lot to to cover good and bad. Um, so yeah, it is, it is really nice, but I do miss, you know, news too. So it's nice. They let me do both. Like today I'm, I'm going to anchor the new newscast and, and then I'll do sports later. So that's the best of both worlds. And unfortunately you got to cover the Redskins and I'm afraid they're going <laughs> to, I knew, I knew he'd get the, the sports. I see, I know it. It's for like many storylines. Hey, great to see you, Charlotte. Be good. Nice right. See, Tom popped in. We're going to get to those questions later on. But so, Charlotte, once you graduate now, um, what was your like if you could go back to your senior year in college and you're just about to graduate, what would be the best case scenario for you? Did you say, oh, I want to go out west. I want to go back to Texas. I want to stay here in Atlanta. I want to work big New York City station. I want to do sports. I want to anchor. Did you know what you wanted to do then? Well, I knew the reality of like when you graduate and you want to do broadcasting, you got to start from the bottom, right? And, and move yeah. up. So I started, you know, I made a tape and it was actually a tape. This is before, you know, now everyone just sends the link on YouTube. Yeah. I had to get like, the VHS tape. And I had to go find a place that you could put it on the VHS to make copies of the VHS and sure. then mail that, you know, that whole process and mail tapes to a bunch of different small markets. I got a list <laughs> and I, think I mailed probably like 50 tapes to, I mean, anywhere from Oregon to Idaho, just mailing it out and just thought, all right, let's just see what small city I'm going to start in. And um, I ended up going to Abilene, Texas. So I went back to Texas and that was really good for me because I, I had missed my family and right. Abilene's like four hours from Austin. So it was, you know, I could drive there and, and see them. Um, and it was a great place to start. It's right there. Um, you know, home of Friday night lights, high school football. It was, it was fun. So that was my very first um, job. And I started um, I think about two months after I graduated. So um, yeah. So I was there only though for about seven months. I was just there for a, a football season. You know what I'm building up to. I can't wait to hear where WNEP comes into the picture. So Right. So I was there for seven months, and um, it was Super Bowl Sunday. Actually, it was the next day after Super Bowl Sunday. It was that um, the Super Bowl when the uh, the Giants beat the Patriots, who were undefeated at the time. Right. Um, and I had been sending out stuff, just almost like kind of more looking for like feedback. And I wasn't under contract at my first job because um, – I was just, they just kind of brought me on and it was like, oh, you don't have a contract. I was going to be young in. And um, by the way, what were you doing there in Abilene? Sports reporter. Oh, okay. Being a, being a sports reporter, coming to high school football. And on Sundays, I would cover the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, yeah, so it was really fun. And we had a Friday night football show. So then after football season, um, things kind of started to slow down and I sent out some tapes. And one of the places was Scranton, Pennsylvania. And um, stop right there. Stop, stop, stop. So what, yeah. like, why Scranton, Pennsylvania? Did you see that there was an opening or you wanted to go to the north? I saw there was an opening and I had never been to the state of Pennsylvania before. No lie. Yeah, I had never here, been really? alone to Philly. I had never been to Pennsylvania. It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, that's a middle market. Like, you know what? I, I could go for that. And then I get a call from Eric Schrader, as you remember, our former news <laughs> director. He had just gotten hired. It, um, I believe um, 
So Trish Hartman and I were his first hires. Yes. Um, he hired both of us within like the same month. Um, and he, you know, called me up and we, we had a few conversations on the phone and then he was like, Hey, I'd like to fly you out here. Now I came out there and it was April. It was the last week in March of 2008 and the mountain right there that's behind our station was still had snow on it. And now being from Texas, I just could not get past that. It was the end of March. And well, I was like, what is this? I was going to, I was going to say, so in Georgia and in Texas, you're used to at least occasional snow, but usually minimal under six inches. So now you're. Oh, under an inch. Like we never <laughs> even had to skate growing up. Yeah, no, there's never snow. But I love to ski. I used to um, fly to Lake Tahoe growing up. My uncle lived there and um, I actually learned to ski. Oh, okay. When I was and I, I love to ski. So I actually was excited when I saw the ski mountain and that there was snow still on it. Um, and yeah, so I, you know, I part of you that was using us to get to like New York or Philly. Was that somewhere in your mind or no? You know, at the time I was so, so I was 23 years old. I I was still like, I need more experience. I need, you know, um, so yeah. So now this is really funny. So uh, Eric, Eric, our news director brings you here. You see snow on the mountain. You come here. I was like, this is, okay, this is. Fun. I met Jim Coles. That first, but that's I'm wondering that first day you walked into the building and you what, what were you thinking when you when you flew into Avoca, when you walk into WNEP, when you see Scranton, like what's going through your head? This is industrial, it's cloudy, it's cool here. What are you thinking? I was super excited. Yeah. Um, I walked in and two of the first people I saw were Carl Abraham, our former news director, right? And Gabe Chrisanda. Right. And um they ended up taking me to lunch. <laughs> at Longhorn, which is just fantastic. And, um, you know, they were smart. They took the Texas girl to a steak place. <laughs> but do, are you um, uncomfortable doing that or did you like it? Like, oh, now I have to be on and put on this act and be blah, blah, blah. Well, it was great because I got to talk to a lot of people and I got to talk to Jim. And, and, you know, Jim can make anybody feel comfortable. So we just had um, a great like conversation and, and hung out. And then um, I had like an audition at nighttime. <laughs> where I you know, had anchor sports and all that stuff. So then that happens. And, you know, about, about a week goes by because they tell you, you know, we'll, we'll call you in a week or whatever. So, so um, they, fly, they fly you in and then they fly you back. All yeah, on the- there for a day. I should know yeah. the answer to this question, but I don't. Whose position were you were, were you vying for? Do you know? I don't remember. Was that, I think um, that was with, Would that be Dave Pingalore, perhaps? No, because David left a while before, I think. Um, okay. And from, yeah, David left a while before. I think he's in LA now. Yeah. Um, I've met him from, I don't, I don't remember. I, okay, I well, anyway, I can't, I should know the answer to my own question. Oh, yeah, I thought Paul, it, Paul Grippy. Maybe Paul Grippy. Okay, so you're replacing uh, Pingalore and Grippy in a way. And did you get good? So I got, so I was at home um, just chilling. Uh, just chilling. Chilling back, you know, a week later in Texas, and um, it was April Fool's Day. I get a call from Eric Schrader, and so I'm like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He says, You know, we really liked you, you know, unfortunately, we just don't feel like this is the right fit. And what does the whole thing? And then he goes, April Fool's. I was like, <laughs> I was like, You don't do that to someone. <laughs> Jen offered me the job after doing an April Fool's joke. Like, I was like, what? 
so that's how I never forgot what day it was. It was April 1st because it was April Fool's. Like that's excellent. And so at that so moment, yeah. at that moment, did you know, like, or did you have to stop and contemplate? Should I take this, or did you say, I'm no, in. I just took it. I just took it on the phone. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll work this way next week. Did you, you yeah. so you don't, you don't say I'm going to talk this over with my parents or I'm going to talk to my, no, I don't believe I did. <laughs> I really think I just took it. And, and I mean, people might not know in our industry. Um, so there's different markets and that's based on the size of the city right? and the number of people. So, uh, Abilene was market 164. And at the time Scranton was 52. So that was right. a really good, more than a hundred like market jump. So I, right off the bat was like, all right, I'm taking it. I'm going to Pennsylvania. Never been there. Let's do it. A lot so, of yeah. people don't realize WNEP is a big fish. Let's just leave it at that. We're a pretty proud. Right. And I quickly learned that, um, you know, WNEP has, you know, some of the highest ratings in the country for local right. news of any place in the country. It doesn't matter the size. Um, and that's because of our viewers. They're fantastic. They're so loyal. I've never been to a place where you meet people that day in and day out will always watch you. Um, yes. And it's great. This very loyal viewership is correct. Mm -hmm. So you immediately come here and become a star. I believe you were weekend anchor sports, sports weekend person. Sports. Mm -hmm. So what? And then the other With two. John Meyer. John Meyer was weekend news, <laughs> and so yeah. And uh, Kurt Aaron was on the weekends too. We had a great time. Yeah. So what else were you doing then? The other three days, you would just go out and do sports stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jim would send me everywhere. You know, go to Montoursville and cover soccer. Or, you know, go to Southern Columbia and talk to Coach Roth or uh, Berwick and talk to Coach Curry. And yeah, we were, I mean, I would hit the road and uh, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and just kind of drive all around and find those, find those stories. And so I, I got to know the area and the 17 counties very well. And by that point, I was already working about eight, nine years here full time. And I remember when you first started and I couldn't quite figure you out. I'm thinking there's something with this that I don't understand and call me a horrible person and listeners and viewers could hate me for this, but. Oh God, here we go. Joe's coming out and I'm nervous. <laughs> no, because you usually don't see pretty Barbie doll, petite, uh, bubbly girls who are covering sports, who really get a thrill out of uh, a wrestling match or a football uh, team or a basketball team. And I thought this is odd. This doesn't fit the mold. But yet you were sincere. Yeah, you're right. And I think um, in the beginning, I definitely got that from, from several people. There was people that uh, were just like, wait, we haven't really had a girl covering sports because they always, the sports department always been men. And I, in every sports department, they're yeah. in the So that was definitely a different um, a different thing, I think, for a lot of people. I just, I just loved it. So I kind of just. Oh, you did. Your passion okay. was there. Yeah, I know. I was wrong. Your passion was definitely there, but it, it took me a while to figure you out. I was doing like a dog uh, head turn, like, huh? Oh, what's going on here? But you did it. And then, so then when, when you, when you were here, please be honest with your listeners uh, who are in Pennsylvania. Did, did you feel the people here compared to you know, most of your years growing up in Texas, like what's the difference? I don't know the difference. I've never been to Texas. I've driven through it, but I haven't really hunkered down there. So well, it took you a long time to drive through it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I, it was amazing how everyone embraces us at WNEP and everyone so kind and it's a very family knit area. Okay. Um, 
I mean, quickly, I met my now husband about six months into working there and his family just wrapped around me and I mean, basically <laughs> adopted me from the end, a huge, uh, you know, Irish Catholic family. And, yeah. um, and that was something I was used to, you know, in Texas, it's small families. I mean, I had a friend that had, you know, four siblings and I thought that was insane. And then I came up to Northeast PA and everyone has like six siblings and a million aunts and uncles. Oh, that's and, interesting. Um, yeah. But it was great because it was a big family atmosphere. Um, which is wonderful. So yeah, there's so many great people that just like family is a really, really big deal in Northeast PA. And that's a wonderful thing to see. You don't see that sometimes in big cities. And, and even, I mean, in the South, obviously, like I love my family and stuff. You just don't get that big family, Irish Catholic vibe. Yeah, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And steeped in culture here that goes back. So it's, it's a lot of people right. or families have been here two, three, four generations. Right, right, right. Yeah. Did That's you, the thing about Northeast PA and even the Northeast in general, there are so many generations because they came over, they were immigrants. And right. in Texas, it's all very new. You know, yeah, everything yes. is just built. Like Austin was just, you know, so um, you don't have as much tradition and history and me being like a history buff, I always love that. Was there a little bit, again, I'm trying to get some honesty for, from you and here's the bell if you want to use it. Was there a little bit, because I even felt this way when I left for college and then came back, is there a little bit of you thinking a little gloomy, a little industrial, the coal piles, the old semi-dilapidated uh, semi structures that haven't been updated? You know, Did oh, you I'm get a little of that? No, I'm going to say the exact opposite. But I loved, and I say this to everyone, I only saw like the beauty of Northeast PA in terms of like the the weather and the, the how everything would change. And I love having four seasons in Texas. I never had that. Yeah. It's just, hot. It's just one season, it's 75 <laughs> degrees on Christmas day, which you would love that. But it's, I loved, like, I look forward to fall. Fall is my favorite time of year there. I love, I do all the cheesy stuff. I go apple picking. <laughs> I, love I it. agree. I it's great. It. I know. I, I love, love it. it. So I think it was more of like, I like to see that. I like to take hikes and walk around. You know, like the different trails and, um, and I love skiing. So the idea that I used to have to get on a plane and pay a lot yeah. of money out west and ski. And the fact that like I would ski with John Hickey before going to work, like yeah. I could never do that. Um, I think so, you want to come back. I think I, you want to come back. This is what's well, going you know, on. Still, I mean, my house is still there, obviously. Like I, I do. I'm there every week. Oh, oh, don't get to that yet. I need to go linear. Okay. It's got to be linear. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Well, that's good. So you had a good impression of the area. I don't even think was the office on back then. Like, did you know Scranton because yes, of the I office? Watched it before. Oh, yeah. I watched it. The office was live. It was happening. I don't remember what season it was when I moved there. Um, season seven or something. But um, yeah, I had watched, oh, okay. it, I watched it. So my friends actually came to visit me and they <laughs> demanded to do the office tour. You're like, I need to go to every place. Where's Cooper's? Is that real? <laughs> All right. So you're here, you're working, you you meet the man that you marry. Um, years pass, sports is going great. You go full-time, um, then weekday full-time, you lose the weekends, then you become anchor person, you lose the sports. What was that transition? There's a lot of changes. I know. How did that happen? I don't even know. The, I don't know these answers. How did that happen? I don't think a lot of Yeah. So, um, I was weekend sports and um, they decided to add a seven o'clock show on Saturday night. So um, you know, Carl, uh, Abraham was our new director of time, called me in and um, a girl named Shauna McNally, who we love. Um, I guess she's 
Shauna's fun on now. Um, she and I kind of teamed up and uh, she produced and then I anchored this seven o'clock show and that was my first time anchoring news. Oh. Um, and things went well. We did that for about a year. And then um, Sophia, was it? yeah, Sophia oh, yeah. left. Yep. Yeah, just, was it, or Trish left and then Sophia um, moved into that role and um, and then Sophia left and Carl had asked, you know, since I've been doing the seven for a little while on Saturdays, um, if I wanted to kind of audition and, and kind of try for uh, the, the Monday through Friday evening news. And yeah, so stop right there. Were you aspiring to that? Like, is that what you... Honestly, I hadn't thought about it, ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was really happy to have my sports thing, you know, work with Jim Holt and Steve Lloyd and like do my thing. So I just thought, all right. And then, you know, Monday through Friday, I was like, oh, that's so nice. And I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a shot, you know. Um I remember being nervous, like the first time I anchored with Scott, because it was kind of like an audition kind of thing. Um, but it was great. And we had a great time. And we always, you know, hit it off and had a great time. And so that kind of like went on for a few months of kind of kind of the auditioning. I think, you know, you know, the bosses who know, they're all trying to figure out, you know, who's best in this chair, what's going on, all that stuff that's above my pay grade. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then um, he offered me to do the seven, 10 and 11. Uh, Marisa was still there doing the six okay. every night. Um, and so I started doing the seven, 10, 11. And, um, and this is what year? What year is this? Like, what? What year is this? That's a good question. Um, 12, 13, like, nine. No, nine. it was like a while. It was maybe 2000, like 14, yeah, 14, maybe. Oh, okay. That's my timeline. Yeah. Maybe 2014. So yeah, this is when like the that. migration from sports to anchor person occurred. Right. So it kind of happened overnight. All of a sudden, um, I moved my desk out of the sports department and then moved, you know, to the newsroom. And it was an interesting, you know, there was, it definitely took some getting used to. It was definitely, it was a different job all of a sudden. Um, and, you know, what was hard for me is to let go of like doing those sports live shots at night. Like if there was a big game at the Rail Riders, I'd be like, oh, I'm headed there. Wait a minute. Uh, you know, so, um, and they hired Landon then uh, to replace me. And it, they kind of made me a part of that interview process, which was nice, you know, just to see who, you know, is going to uh, be doing this. And I think Landon appreciated talking with me and kind of like learning the ropes and, and even stuff like though, that. So. Even though you were a phenomenal anchor, don't you find this to be true? Because two people can really be themselves in a local newscast, the weather people, and the sports people, because we're never covering, for the most part, murders, right? accidents, death, destruction, serious it's stuff. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We, we can yeah. be goofier. But now that you're anchor person, now you have to be in, in this. I don't want to say it's difficult for you, but you're just this naturally vivacious, bubbly, energetic, fun person. But now... It's got to be serious, stoic, Charla. That was the most difficult thing. That's right. And I think, you know, sometimes, um, and Carl had to come back after like a year or so and be like, hey, it's okay to be you a little bit. Like, because I think they could tell that it's hard to to be very serious. But everyone knew that that wasn't me. There are times, it was more of like, he's like, just react how you would naturally react when delivering that story. So yes, if it's an awful story and a family has died or there's, you know, there's something that is awful happened, tell it as if you were telling a friend about it. And and that was a very good piece of advice of, 
you know, you don't have to overreact, but just react how you feel. And I think that that's how people can relate to us well. When people are at home and watching us on TV, if we're telling them something that happened and we're reacting as we know they would be. Um, so that was a great piece of advice that Carl once told me. And so I tried to start doing that. Like I could still be myself. And then they started bringing in things like the taste test and yeah. stuff like that so that we could, you know, have a little, have a little fun again. Um, because I think that they realized that my personality was kind of getting lost um, when we do so much hard news um, all the time. So, yeah, so I did that for um I, I was going to say, it's almost, like a, it's almost like a split. You were here uh, 12, 13 years. Yeah, I was, I was there 13 years. And I think, uh, yeah, half the time I did, uh, I was full-time sports and then half yeah, the time. And so it's a perfect yeah. judgment call. Don't don't fabricate this answer. It's a perfect call. You have to pick one. What are you going to do if you had to do it again? Here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Which that's pretty great. Now, I, um, I do get both. I think that's it is that I always missed one or the other, you know, when I was full-time news, sometimes I would miss those sports stories, those great moments. Yeah. When I was, you know, full-time sports. So it's like, Oh, I do want to get back in the news thing. And I, I love telling a good story. I think it's because I love telling you a story. And sometimes it's sports, but sometimes it's not. And, um, and sometimes it's when sports and news collide. Um, so I feel like that's kind of what, you know, I missed me. Yeah, all right. I, that makes total sense. I know, it's hard. It's hard because I do really like both. People ask me that all the time. Like today, for example, on this day that we're speaking, I am going into work here in like 20 minutes and I'm going to anchor our new newscast. But then I'm going to do anchor sports at six. So perfect. That's today. perfect Charlotte stuff. Now, when yeah. you were here and you were occasionally interacting with me, did you think I was just a weird guy? No, I thought you, well, okay. And I don't weird is the right word. You were just the most like outgoing, just say anything for the people watching. He really is that person. He will just outgoing, <laughs> say anything, everything goes, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't scare you away from me. So, so you knew I was just a nice guy, but I, yeah, you're right. I, I got I, I, I'm a loose cannon at times, I guess. Right. Yeah, a loose cannon. But we did get along when we did. Remember, you did the bike ride with me to help out St. Joe's. That was oh in my God, I thought that was the end of my life as I know it. Because this is what, so we all know the bike ride. The day before, our lovely Reagan Mechie got to ride with Joe through the nice cornfields of Central PA. I remember <laughs> it was a black ride. Beautiful day, seventy-five degrees. She didn't break a sweat. I was watching it going, okay, let's see tomorrow. Fantastic. Yeah. This looks like a breeze. Me the next day, <laughs> going up that hill on Route 61 from Pottsville in St. Clair, straight up. I thought, there's no way. There's cars. <laughs> I physically could not feel my legs. I think I just sat in an ice bath for a week. But she did like 45 miles. You did like three miles. Uphill, Joe. Uphill. <laughs> and everyone knows. Everyone in Tulum County right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. That hill that no one should ever ride. No bicyclist, including me, who to this day, I really still can't ride a bike. It's a nightmare. I tried to ride one a week ago in St. Louis and I fell off. And, anyway, 
I'm not good with balance, apparently, on bikes. Oh, man, so you're hilarious. Doing that to begin with, I had my moment. Good to go. I ended up getting in the van, and I was like, just take me to the end location. That was a great <laughs> moment we shared. So, 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 again, here's the bell. If you say hand, hit the bell. Why, then, do you decide I need to move on from WNEP just in the last, you know, year? Well, I think, you know, you were talking about um, the, like, do you like news or sports? And, well, I loved it. So I had taken on then the role of doing the six, seven and 10 and 11 uh, when right. Marisa left. And I really did enjoy it. I think for me, and you and I are similar in this way. When every day is the same, I think, it, I, like, I started feeling like, you know, every day was the same. And that can be great. And, and it, again, we had some great times. Um, but I also felt like I could do more. I know that sounds, I don't know if that sounds, but I could do more in storytelling and I could tell more stories and do more, um, reporting too, which I didn't really get to do anymore. Again, I was so appreciative and loved, you know, sitting in the anchor chair and loved doing that. But I think I was missing the storytelling aspect of journalism, which is why I got into it. And whether it's telling sports stories or telling, um, you know, stories where, where the two combined, for example, um, one of my favorite stories I got to tell this year, um, the Washington Capitals had a, a little dog that they adopted and named him Cap. And he was a service dog and they trained him to be um, with America's vet dogs. And I got to go be with him when he was assigned his veteran, his Marine and talking to the Marine and his wife and seeing how much this dog means to them. And telling these emotional stories and getting to witness, you know, I guess, beautiful moments in people's lives. I kind of missed that. Um, and so it's great that I get to do stuff like that. That makes me at the end of the day, I feel really fulfilled. No, I got it. So, so you, maybe you were feeling a little stagnation here. Right. 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 I think and so. everybody I, listening, I'm sure feels that at times in their career, in their job. Right. It's like, Oh, stagnation. Here we go. Same thing. I wanted more, some more, um, excited. I think it's also, and there was a part of me that thought, okay, I'm still young, relatively. And I thought, you know, if I want to try to go to Now's your chance. big city or something and, you know, try to, try to break into this big city market, which everyone, you know, Washington is a bigger market, uh, it's a toxic market. And I just thought, you know what, let me try it now. You know, let's try it now. Who knows what will happen five years down the road, you know? Who knows if I'll be back there in that anchor chair? Watch out, Lisa. All right. So was this like top secret when you were thinking about leaving? Or did you tell a couple people here? I talk about it because I wasn't sure, you know. Because the pandemic's just starting, too. What a horrible time to do that. Right, right, right. right. So I wasn't really sure. Um, And to be honest, like, I had thoughts of it. And I talked to my husband, obviously. And he was like, you know, you really. Because he could tell that I was kind of itching to do more and. Um, he was like, all right, well, like, what, like, let's explore a few things. Um, so really I say like everything happens for a reason and like what's meant to be. Um, so the station I'm at now, WSA nine, they had actually their Tegna, which is the company that owns, um, WNAP as well. And, um, so Tegna came along and bought about 60 stations across the United States. Yep. And one of those stations was WNAP and, um, that merger was happening and, um, so at the time, so the news director from WSA9 contacted me and basically, you know, we had a conversation and she said, um, it looks like, you know, we are acquiring WNAP um, as well. So this could actually be a very easy transition if you're interested. Um, so 
And it, and it was a very smooth transition. So she asked me, she said, we were actually interested in having you go back to sports. Because at the time that I was even considering maybe leaving, yeah. I still didn't know if I was going to do news or sports. I didn't really know what I wanted, you know? So I was kind of trying to find that perfect fit. And she approached me and said, you know, we're looking for, you know, you do sports, but um, we feel like you could be a utility player, baseball fans out there, and <laughs> you can kind of do, you know, I, mean, I know that you've been doing news, but I also know you used to do sports. So, you know, we're looking for someone that can kind of do both. And I was like, oh, that's what I do. I do both. Um, so I thought I was like, this is, you know, kind of perfect. It's the same company. Um, so we can still work together. We can still work with W and you know, it's, it was, so that was kind of great because I wasn't completely ready to leave everything, you know, and, and I still, I mean, as you know, in this business, it's all about the people. I miss the people. I miss our coworkers so much, you know, I, I miss sitting next to Scott and laughing our butts off. And I miss, you know, having great conversations with John Meyer, who has become one of my best friends. And um, so, yeah. And Jim Coles, like talking sports all day. So, so, so yeah. So, so all those things, that's what I want to get from you. Do you. And I know you have to delicately walk over this question and be politically correct. But my question to you is, thank you, is how are the people here different from the people there? And I know, you know, you got to watch what you're going to say. But oh, no, no, no. I mean, what is the not- special WNEP charm? What is our charm? Yeah. I see is that, there a charm? Yes, I definitely miss um, the like I talked about earlier, the local the viewers are just so loyal and it's oh, so but I mean us. I mean your coworkers here versus the, the big city market. The oh big my market. gosh. You know what? If you're much I think when you're at WB, you're a very close knit group. And I think also because it is a smaller city, we all live within like fifteen miles of each other. So it's kind of easy to hang out too. All Whereas right. here, you know, one of my coworkers could live an hour away. I have one coworker that lives in Baltimore and commutes. I have one, so it's kind of like after you leave the building, you don't see people as much because it is a, a big city with okay. several million people. Um, but everyone is really, really nice. Everyone has been very, very welcoming. Everyone, um, I, you know, what I said the first week I walked in, I said everyone is really good at their jobs. Oh. Not saying that that wasn't, but everyone that's whatever job it is, they just seem to be very honed in and everyone is kind of doing the job they're meant to do, whether it's an investigative reporter or whether you have a, you know, a daily news reporter or a producer, it's just, it seems like everyone's like honed in to, to their jobs. And I, I was very impressed when I walked in because you have some people here with, you know, 30 years experience, say with WNEP. So right, you have right, a lot right. of, um, so do you think they're, be- do you think they're uh, better looking and more sophisticated than us? Oh, well, of course not. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> no, everyone, you know, the thing is, is it's, it's, you get the same feel because it's all the tech, the family, as we say, uh, that's our ownership group with WNP and WSA9. Yeah. And everyone, it's like, they don't hire people unless they're friendly and nice. I don't know. Everyone is just really friendly and nice. And um, so I I've had a great experience so far. It was really hard. It was not easy at the beginning. As you know, I started um, and four days later, the world shut down. Yes, I so, know that. it was kind of crazy. So I literally didn't get a chance to even know the city or know people uh, because they really sent us home. As and you're just starting to now, right? You're just starting to now. Yeah, so sports are, you know, they came back this summer and that's been so nice. And um, yeah, I just had my first like sideline experience like during a game what last weekend with Washington 
uh, football team playing Cincinnati, which I was like, this is crazy. I've been here a year and a half, but yet this is the first time because again, everything was shut down. And then, um, you know, I went there to do sports, like majority, like the majority of sports. And then when the world shut down and sports was canceled pretty much and things kind of got crazy here in DC with, um, with protests and a lot of things happened. So then I started covering those that, with news and that was, that was definitely a, a memorable experience. But there's no regret. <laughs> you love where you're at and things are going smoothly. That's basically the bottom line, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's hard work and it's, I'm never bored. I'll put it that way, which is great. As I told you, I'd rather be busy than bored. <laughs> we got to fight. Um, but I do, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do miss the days of coming in and, and sitting there next to Scott and having a great time and doing the crazy taste test uh, with Carrie. Um, so yeah, I do. I have so many great memories. Um, and I do, I, but I also, I wanted to push myself and I just wanted to see before I get old and gray, if I could, you make you know, fun of me. <laughs> I no, you're doing to the right thing. You're doing the right thing. And we and just, um, you know, I wanted to see what I could, I wanted to push myself. I wanted to push myself and I wanted to push myself with, with writing and with storytelling and um, reporting. And I just wanted to see what I could do. So we, we um, totally understand. And when you're really rich and famous, we want you to remember us all here. That's what, we, that's what we're saying. <laughs> you know, I'm there all the time. I'm I there know. all the time and I love it. Well, that's going to be a part of the what I'm calling the lightning round. I know you have to go to work soon. So we're going to all these questions are going to be really fast. These are from my Facebook post. And these people wanted to know these things. Now, I have the bell. But all you have to do is if you don't want to even approach the question, just go ding, 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 ding. And it's over. Are you ready? I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. I'll answer anything. I don't know. No, you won't. All right. Here we go. Uh, Jenny Brooks, do you ever plan on having any kids? Ding ding ding, um, ding 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 ding. I love to my my own. So right now she's she's I'm not she's my world. She's 17. So yeah. Gotcha. Now this one you already answered. Do you uh do you why didn't she stay at channel 16? Money, advancement. No, it's a little bit of everything, right? Right. Do you miss the taste test? Is there anything like that there? No, and I do miss it because even though I tried the most disgusting things in the planet. That beetle, that rhino beetle, and oh, <laughs> those things. It was fun, and it was such an experience. And yes, I did miss that. Now, I don't even know if you can answer this one, because I don't know if it's accurate, and I don't even uh, want to dig this hole, but it, how are you managing two households? Is that right. a- No, so I have an apartment. Uh, this is my, my lovely place here, and, but I have my home um, there in Pennsylvania, and that's I just go back and forth. My husband, his job is obviously still there. And our daughter is going to be a senior. It's kind of crap this year. So, um, yeah, I just drive back and forth a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, so could could that last for years and decades? Or you, or no, you know, my husband and I already said, no, no. I mean, we miss each other a lot. So, <laughs> um, so, so someone's yeah. going to have to give. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll figure that. And we don't even know where she's going to college next year. So okay. That'll put it into our next step. All right. Uh, let's see. We're keeping. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Says Andy Palumbo. We share the same birthday. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Andy and I were both born on December 28th, right after Christmas. <laughs> All right. Angela says, no question. I just want to tell her that I miss her. Oh. Oh, thanks, Angela. I do. I miss you guys so much. I really do. 
And Gil Clark wants to know um, what, what food places does she miss the most? How do you compare foods there and here? Is there a. Oh my God. Well, the Italian there, the Italian in this franchise is top notch. So I am going to give a shout out. A little, little pizza heaven. I'm gluten free and they make the best gluten free Italian that I've had. It's amazing. <laughs> and I miss that place. I miss them. I miss that. I miss like the good pasta dishes. Oh, yeah. So do you mm-hmm. feel like uh, there's more? There's got to be more of a diversity there in terms of restaurants yeah. and everything. Oh, that- there's definitely there's so many different types of restaurants and so many different things. Um, but you know what? I, yeah, I miss those good mom and pop places. Um, my husband and I, our date night when we when I come back every week, we go to 16th Ward downtown. That's a wonderful spot, and I get the pizza. I lo- yeah, I just I so I miss that. I miss that Italian stuff. Oh, that's excellent. This guy thinks I'm a stalker. He said, stop stalking Sharla. I'm not stalking you. Yeah, I'm trying. We're friends. Catch yeah, so, so stop it. Stop it. Stop. We're trying to connect and keep our viewers up to date. Uh, uh, <laughs> Robert, I can answer this one for you. You don't have to say a thing. Robert wants to know if you're single. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We're about to celebrate our eight-year wedding anniversary next week. Oh, eight years. Eight years. Been together 13. That's excellent. All right. Well, I know you have to go to work uh, soon. I'm going to let you go. Is there anything I missed out on the arc of your life and what our viewers need to know about you before this podcast hits? Oh, let's see. I think we got it. I love my time in Scranton. I like, I've never left a place and felt more loved. Um, It's, it's really wonderful. I miss all of you guys so much. Um, I, I love, um, getting to report here in Washington and there's never a dull day. So yeah, I mean, life is, life is good right now. And it's only a three and a half hour drive and I do it every week. I got it down. Do you do that every week? I do. Yeah. I, oh my God. Yeah. I come home, um, every, see, I say home. Sorry, I'm home. I see, she home said it. Week. You're right. You said it. She said it. Yeah. So I come, I'm here every week. Um, now in the summer, um, when Maris was in school, you know, they would come here. We went to some baseball games and, and stuff like that. So yeah, but now that she's starting up school again, um, I'll be there. So yeah, I could do the drive with my eyes closed. I mean, I won't. That's not safe, but yeah. So so we're recording this on Friday. That means yeah. today is the day. At the end of the day, you're going to be in. Well, I'm day. working this weekend. I'm actually oh, okay. So you're not going in. I'm anchoring the news. Um, the evening news Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So Excellent. yeah. Well, look at this. I'm going to have myself. You like lemon heads or Starburst? You like any of these? I think they're both overrated. I mean, I like Starburst. I only like the pink ones, though. Oh, I don't have a pink one, but I'm going to have some of these. <laughs> and I think we had a great, great connection, and our viewers are now caught up on your life, and we miss I know. You. Everyone knows everything. It's all out there, baby. And I like the green oh, outfit, there. too. Thanks. I'm ready to go. I can't if- be on green screen now. If you really want to show our our YouTube viewers, you see that picture you have in the background? We want to see that close up, and then we're going to end this thing. You want to get that, or you don't want to show it up to the camera? There it is. Who's on that picture? Dun, dun. Harris, Todd, and I are lovely, like. Okay, I thought you were going to. Hey, it was. Okay, do you want to know the Oscar truth? Yes. I am dressed from here up. Okay, stay tuned. Do not move. Okay. Stay glued I to that. Walk over there. No, no, stay glued to that chair. 
we want you to remain uh, as is. All right. Well, thank you. Well, we're living in. Everyone does it. <laughs> I'm not sitting here in my underwear, but you are. Thanks for the great interview. We appreciate it. Oh, love you, Joe. Thanks, All right. Everyone. Love you. I'm going to end the recording. Peace. Bye. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.